This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. It's an online university and also a one-on-one and group coaching business that's there to help enlighten, to raise the consciousness, and help the individual truly thrive in every area of their life. We have a new online class that is now available called Life Mastery. And what this five-week course is all about is teaching you the rules of life, uh, how to create life mastery in your life, how to become the master of your life to thrive and create 
all that you desire. In this five-week course, we dive deep into spiritual laws, universal laws, quantum physics, neurology, functional neurology, to back up all the concepts that we bring to the table to give you a platform to utilize and to really help grow and expand. Right now, we have a ton of amazing bonuses that are going on while you sign up for the class, and we even offer a two-week money-back guarantee if you don't like the program. To check out more about it, go to www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to The Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you on here as we go through each week interviewing an individual to help share and add to the mindful experimental life, the mindset, the aspects of the mind, and so much more. And today's guest... I had the honor and pleasure of interviewing Nathaniel Zerbrick. I hope I got that last name correct. But Nathaniel, what an inspiration it was to have him on the show. We, he, I didn't know his whole backstory until literally I asked him the questions as I normally do in the beginning of what your story is. And it took me on a journey that I was, and it's going to take you on a journey that will get you emotional. It'll get you inspired. It's going to have you look at life from a different perspective on how to continue moving on. In his journey, Nathaniel's been chronically ill for 30 years. He's had medical, medical prognosis like he shouldn't be able to walk, talk, and should have been dead at least six times by now. As well as going through three failed kidney transplants, over 4,500 life-saving treatments so far, several depressions that one almost led to suicide, 80% hearing loss that helps him only hear what he really wants to hear. I like that one. Um, but he's alive like ever before. It hasn't stopped him to live a life of just mediocre. He has gone beyond that. He's an entrepreneur. He's won multiple award-winning global inspirational speaking awards. He's a victorious mindset mentor, runner, of a 30-kilometer race, and so much more. He has done things that most people haven't with his setbacks and the things he did. This is why I titled this podcast called Never Give In. Never get into your excuses. Never get into the things that matter in your life. Never give in to the, the stories that we tell ourselves. Never give in to uh, a belief system or because you had failures, you had obstacles, whatever that shows up in life. Never give into it. Continue to strive and thrive, ride to your life, to your vision, to your dream, to whatever reality that it is that you want to create for you. So this podcast is going to be really inspirational. Grab a tissue just in case. Um, it, it inspired me while I was on this podcast. I know it will inspire you also. So without further ado, hope I didn't take too much thunder away. Here is Nathaniel. Nathaniel, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm absolutely excited for this time. I'm excited to have you on. I'm all, I love learning more about people and having people on here when we talk about dreams, living bigger, how to expand. I think that's our sole purpose. If we looked at like the DNA of our soul, that's what we do. And uh, to, I'd love to have interview and I'm looking forward to sharing this space with you. So thank you again for being on. Um, one of the first questions I always like to ask and just to have people, you know, get to feel a little bit about you, you know, learn about the story of your life. How did you get into what you're doing? Is it, is it that straight line kind of a path or is it that pinball effect that happens where you wanted to do this and things came here, shifted you here, kind of went there and then you did this little dance to figure out what it is you're doing for the world? 
Absolutely. Well, it's kind of a stock market life, <laughs> I would say, describe it that way. Um, yeah, I, I actually have a really big story, but I want to make it as short as possible. So I was um, about one year old when I um, was diagnosed with an incurable chronic illness that affected my own kidneys. I lost my own kidneys with about one and a half, two years old which meant like I had to go to start doing dialysis treatment in order to survive. Um, there was another huge step back that I had with about three years old, and I was in a coma for about two weeks. And the doctors called my parents to come into the ITU to terminate my life because they told them, hey, there's all we could do so far, but there's nothing else we can do right now. And so please come into the ITU. My parents come to, to far, literally farewell my life. And the moment they turned off my life supporting machines, I started to talk again all this, all this sudden. And that was a huge miracle for everybody. Um, of course, I didn't recover from, um, from one to the next day. It took me about a, a few weeks to fully come back um, alive and, and be restored. Uh, but interesting thing was I didn't have any, even though it was um, declared that my brain was basically unfunctional during the time of coma, I had no uh, damage damages whatsoever and the only thing that happened was I lost my part of my hearing because of the side effects of medication that I had to take that was actually everything uh, that um, came to damage. Um, the, I still was on dialysis at that time um, that means like every night I had to do that back home at that time. And then all of a sudden, when I was about five years old, we had a little hope, uh, a little light in, in the long tunnel. And the doctors called and they told me, hey, uh, or my parents, um, we have a kidney ready, ready for, for me, which meant like, well, okay, a kidney, which meant like I would have the opportunity to be away from dialysis and to live a normal life again. But that kidney only worked for about 24 hours before it got destroyed again. Um, there was a, a huge setback. I didn't, I didn't, well, of course, I was about five years old, so I don't remember all the things there. Um, I just know that there was a, another big change at that time when we had to change the kind of dialysis treatment, which went from um, being home to going to the hospital uh, three times a week in order to survive. Um, and I had to do that all the time. I had to, to drive one hour back and forth to the hospital three times a week. And uh, that was a huge, um, yeah, a huge challenge for all, for my family as well, for me. The, the best thing that came then was when I received, or my family received another call when I was about seven or eight years old, had my second kidney transplant. Um, and it was absolutely the dream because 
that kidney work for about two and a half years. And imagine um, the first seven years of my life when you have, um, you learn, you start to learn everything what a one-year-old boy learns with one-year-old. And um, so I, I started to learn about going out, um, trying to, to do hobbies, meeting with friends, going to kindergarten and school, uh, as well feeding myself. Two and a half years later, a huge setback again. My kidney got destroyed. And for two weeks, uh, like in, in a transitional time, I realized that um, I have to go back to my old life. And my kidney was the best friend for me, but I had to let that go. And I fell into a huge depression. For two weeks, I didn't eat, I didn't talk anything, even my pants come up on and on again, and I didn't, almost didn't move at all. All I wanted to do in my mind was to, to take my own life. Somehow, um, my family and myself are people of faith, and, and uh, they ordered partial care into a home, and something shifted within me in that time because I realized that um, emotional, the physical, and as well the spiritual strength is slowly coming back. And I ac had to accept it. On one hand, I accepted the situation to go back into my own old life. On the other hand, I had no choice. And uh, so I continued living that life um, until up to 11 years old when I uh, received my third kidney transplant, which only lasted for about 30 months. And the interesting thing was, in that time, with 11 years old, uh, I realized more what life is about. And I realized that, well, I still have everything that I, sh I have everything that I wanted during my childhood, but I still don't have everything that I need. Something was missing. Um, so I started to believe that uh, no matter what's happening, all things will work out together for the good somehow. And unfortunately, that kidney got destroyed again with 13 years old. And I was back, back in 2001. Since then, um, I'm living full time, I would say, on dialysis three times a week. Um, I had a couple other depression and burnout along the way. I had about 40 operations uh, the past three decades of my life, um, 4,500 life-saving treatment, um, which I call dialysis. And by the medical prognosis, I shouldn't be able to talk, um, walk, and should be dead six times by now. And I realized when I was about 20, uh, 23 years old that this story has to go out into this world. And as well, I realized that um, that no matter what's um, happening below your brain, um, there's always a change to, to change something because we still have the mind. And I think the mindset is something, um, the mind is so powerful. It's uh, why I become a victorious mindset mentor along the way. And uh, I love what to to see how 
whatever happened in our life, whether it's a family situation, a relationship situation, whether you are hit by a by a chronic illness or another illness or a business breakdown, uh, if you have the you have the opportunity to develop a victorious mindset and turn oppositions into opportunities and that's what i do today inspiring people um, as inspirational speaker as well uh, helping people develop a victorious mindset that's such a, a powerful story i mean what a what an upbringing i mean the the uh, a challenge after a challenge after a challenge and then some hope and then broken back down and back on your you know falling back on your back getting back up hoping again, falling back down. I mean, most people would have given up a long time ago. And yet you're still persisting forward. You said you're still on dialysis right now, right? Yes, I am since uh, back in 2001. And that's, and, that's, and that's very stressful on the body. It is. Um, the, the, a lot of people ask me that. And I think to, the way... I, I, on one side, I had the blessing to, to learn it early on, to, to fight. Um, today, I, like, I mean, I, I often say life is like a game. If you don't keep fighting in the game, then you're out of it. And it, it sounds hard, but it, it's actually true. But the cool thing is that on the other side, if you keep fighting, if you keep persisting, um, the benefit will always come. Um, I'm a big believer into uh, whatever you sow, it doesn't matter what, uh, you will reap. And it, of course, it's hard in the moment to fight. And especially when you see other people flourish in the way you want to, but it feels like you are stuck, a uh, big mountain is before, before you and you have no uh, tools to climb that mountain and uh, I think that's really hard but what what I realized and I would love to encourage you to to in we I, as, again it's, it's I think it's a matter of the mindset the way we make the choice we can make the choice to to really uh, focus on the situation which leads us into self-pity. Um, we see the negative thing. We see the things we don't have or we cannot do. Or on the other side, you can look at um, on the positive things that you still can do, that you still have um, the gratitude that you can develop. And all those things in the positive side, what I realized are actually a huge um momentum because it helps you to to build up expectation and hope and uh, the choice is not easy in the moment of course but it's so worth to to make that decision and it, it's not a one-time decision it's a everyday decision that we have to make in our life whether we do whether we go into building up the momentum of a better future or we throw into the negativity of self-pity of um of what we don't have or we can't do if that makes sense 
No, it totally does. What was there, you know, was there like a story or a, a, a something, a mantra or something that you were telling yourself as a kid going through those moments that kind of kept you, kept hope inside, kept something within to keep you moving forward in some way, shape or form? Like what substance did you hold on to or what did you do um, to get through those, those very challenging and dark moments? Great question. Uh, I remember up to 11 years old, it was, it was mostly the parents that helped me to, to fly and carry me through the, through the pain. Um, but then when I was 11 years old, uh, especially 13 years old, when I lost a kidney, I realized that um, I, I got to hold on to belief, as I said earlier, to that all things will work out to, to the good. And this, this is something that I, that I made my daily choice to, to focus on because um, I, I realized that the, the bigger the pain, the, the bigger the purpose. And, and we all know what's happening when um, the, the, the cool thing is that we can make a choice. We don't have to stay where we are or who we are. Um, we, we can't choose uh, how we grew up or where we grew up, but then what's following, we can always choose because um, that, that's the, the, cool, the cool thing of, of having uh, the mindset that we have. Um, because I, I remember still today, like oh, every day it, it's a choice between do we want to choose um, the long-term or the short-term decision? So the short-term decision means like we make a decision based on what we like right now. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good for the long-term. And uh, so the, 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 yeah, I, I think that's that's something that that I was holding on during the time, um, not just not just uh, that one, but also really um, realizing that this was giving me a lot of expectation of a better future and giving me the momentum to keep going. I love that, and and obviously you you committed one hundred percent all in because you said if I'm if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, you should have been dead six times, right? Yes, according to the medical report. And yet you've proved them wrong, right? How has that been inspirational for you? Because for me, I know I had some setbacks in my life, nowhere near what you went through at all. And I love how you brought up the whole, you know, the deeper the pain, the better that, you know, they say that the harder the pain, the more the pain, the bigger the gain or the harder, bigger the pain, the bigger the purpose or the more the pain, uh, the more you are going to be able to help others, right? The, you know, it's, I wrote a book called The Walk in the Dark and I talk about how the deeper you go into the darkness, the more light you're going to be able to experience and share, right? And was there times in your life where you looked at it and at others and like, man, they have it easier than me. I don't understand. Like you had that self pity. Did th those, those, those thoughts did they come in and, and if they did, how did you break through that? Like, did you, you know, what was your, what's your story about that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not a, an exception on that uh, because nobody is. Uh, for me, I, it's, it's difficult to explain the moment. It's, I always had that, 
that tension between um, throwing into self-pity and keeping moving on. But the, the reality was that the more I went into the side of self-pity, I realized I was losing strength. Um, I was losing, I was losing, it, it was like an endless spiral going down, always going down. Um, so I had to really still have today at some point to really be careful that the further down you go, the more difficult it is to go into the other direction. <laughs> and it's still the same today. And this, but to today, as, as so many experiences, uh, I know that the moment talks of negativity come, I really try, and it, it's hard work. Crazy hard work to to memorize and try to reflect on all the good things that happened. I think gratitude is one of the best uh, self pity killers um, because it shows you um, all the good side that already happened. And uh, and then the next step is to build up on that to think about yeah okay. I'm so grateful for the past, but now I'm living in the present. What is there in me or around me or with me that I'm grateful with or that I'm happy with? And then it, of course, we all know, or we have, maybe we all have at some point realized that slowly the strength comes back to keep going on. And then we again can, can focus on the future to say, okay, what I'm going to do with what I have right now to multiply or what can I change in order to, to get even more out of this um, spiral of self-pity and negativity. And I think that that's uh, something that I, that I learned and I want to give it to you. I love that. I love how you bring up gratitude. I think uh, I talk a lot about gratitude on this podcast and I, I always share about it. And it's because it's that one place you can go to when you really get into gratitude. And I know you can with your history and everything you've went through. Um, but we all have you know things to be grateful for. And it's the one place you can go where you can have happiness, appreciation, right? And appreciation is gratitude, but um, where you can't also experience anger, frustration, or resentment at the same time. It's a beautiful thing because when you really tap into gratitude, you are in the present moment. You are in this place of looking and going, wow, you know, even though I have all these challenges and I have these obstacles, I can look back and I'm like, but look at, look at the beauty of what it's taught me. Look at what I've been gaining from this. Look how it's helped me evolve. Look at all that. Would you say that everything that, and I love asking this question when someone who had like a, a health issue, because this is like, if you don't get your health back, that's it, right? You can lose a business, you can bounce back, you can do those types of things. With health, if you don't bounce back, there's nothing else to turn. You get what I'm saying? Would you say that everything that's happened in your life has been a blessing for you and something that you've um, actually can take as more now as is appreciation as you've gotten older? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that's a great word, appreciation of the things that you still have. And uh, I said earlier, like, um, you you can lose the health, but as long as you have your mindset, as long as you can decide to not 
choosing or be be impacted by the limitation in your body, then you you have already won on a certain point. And that's what I love because that's what I said in the beginning. Uh, you can lose everything from below your eyes. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's so many people out there that inspire me as well. They, they are even worse on in their body than myself. And they still have a big life, living a big life. And uh, I'm wondering what um, that I... I'm wondering, like the the values that we live, like is it we we are often drawn to so much things that we um that we can gain or buy, but in fact, when we really think about life, it's so many things that that we have to choose that are already there, like gratitude, love, hope, um joy, peace, and all that stuff, uh, things that we cannot buy. And I think that, that when we choose those valuable things, we, we have such a fulfilled life and an unlimited life to live um, in the future. I love that. So why do you think then, um, and you, I think you've shared a little bit of this, but I want to just ask this question It's been as I've been talking with you. What is the reason why then people don't like live their dreams, live life like a kid. And why do we get so caught up? I know you brought up material stuff, but what, what's the, what, from your experiences, what do you, what do you, why do you think that is? Why do we don't live the dreams and live the life that we want? Yeah, mostly there are three things I would say. Uh, Fear, comparison, and low self-esteem. And uh, I think that are probably the three most, um, we all struggle with because the fear doesn't allow us to to get out of the crowd that we are living in because as soon as we go out of the crowd that we are living in and want to do something different um we there there's opposition and we don't wanna we don't we don't like opposition <laughs> um like i i think I never met somebody that goes up in the morning and say, oh, okay, let, let's call my position. Um, the second thing is compassion. Um, the reality is that so we are unconsciously or consciously, we are so focused on other people instead of living our, not our own way in a sense of selfishness, but our own way in, our own way in a sense of living out our potential. And again, this is um, comparison always tells you what you don't have, what you don't, what you cannot do and what you are not. And the third thing is low self-esteem, which I think is um, the more confident you are in yourself, the better you can get out of the crowd to do something different to live your unlimited potential, to make something different, to to change the the status quo, uh, to live above average, and uh, I, those three things are, are the most common things that that I realize, especially in my life as well as well in other people's life mostly. Uh, but again, it's it's 
you you still can choose what you do with those three things, and they are all changeable. And I think that's that's uh, the thing why people, most people, struggle with getting out of living out their unlimited potential. Couldn't agree more with you. I think I think in the society we live in today, right? We got COVID going on. People are paralyzed with that alone because you know, do you you know, fear it, not fear it? But you know, we look at what the governments are doing, and they're in a fear state, right? They're reacting, they're locking down, they're shutting down. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just you know, there's a lot of fear going on in the world at the moment, and it's one of those things where I will look at that perspective and be like, okay. What, what's on the other side of fear? When you faced your fear, how, what was on the other side of that when you got there? When you, when, you, like, when you had a fear, you went at it, you challenged it, and then the other side, when you got there, what was there for you? Great question. Um, it depends. I, for me, it's, it's always the, the dream like, or the potential that I'm living. Um, especially a great example with the government because... Um, Fear often is is in a sense very limiting. Like we we think like oh, okay, the the government tells me something and I have to be like that. But you can tell yourself that again. It comes back to to really knowing who you are, to having the com- confidence, to ask yourself who tells me to be like that or to be something um, that I don't want to be. You know what I mean? And I think it's, it's in the first place, again, it's, it's a long, it's a short-term decision because fear, it, it makes you comfortable in your own walls. And that, that's where you get stuck. That's where you, you feel, okay, for the moment, uh, it's great here. It's amazing. It's a short-term decision decision but in the long term um, what happened is that when you have when you are influenced by by fear or you people tell you what you have to be or do or or have um, then you never get out of of that wall and you will you will uh, be stuck forever in that wall and uh, it 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 saddens me a bit because I often see uh, a lot, not a lot, but most, most of the elderly people that I meet today, they have had the best health. They have, they flourished in a really great environment, in a family, financially, but they still, they are sad. They, they have no fulfillment whatsoever. And uh, it really, it really uh, makes me sad because um, I would rather right now make the decision to step out of the fear than living a life of regret and living a life of fear in, in, the, in the future. I love what you just said there. I think um, I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it with my parents. You know, massive potential can do so much, but yet they're not living to that potential. There's a huge disconnect, right? And my heart goes out. I've seen it before. I grew up, uh, uh, I come from an Italian family, very Italian culture. And it was one of the things I learned is you learn from the elderly. You learn from the people who are older. You talk to them, get to know them. And I did that. And I was always fascinated with the stories. But it was interesting. It was very few to slim who were actually living that. Like 
that smile that you could see it in their eyes. Like they're just living, they're being them. And a lot of times it was the opposite. I see as you get older, I would see more bitterness or I'd see, you know, things that uh, they haven't dealt with really throughout their life. And they had their health, like you said, right? And I, and I think you have a better view than anybody else because of what you went through, you know, in your childhood and that and you look and go, I, I'm curious, do you do this? Because I know I would if I was if my life was that I'd be like, you have your health, you had all these opportunities, why not, you know, take advantage of them? Like, you, do you ever feel like you want to just smack them across the head sometimes? <laughs> yes come on uh, yeah like come on wake up what are you doing you have this all this greatness but you know it's like the saying goes i don't know if you've ever heard it before but you know the richest place in the world is not someone who has all the money um you can take all the money in the world and accumulate it to one person and that does not equate to the graveyard there's yeah. lost potential there's yeah. lost ideas there's lost things that just never been fruit have you know the, the they never planted the seeds yeah absolutely how can individuals then be able to change the course, change the narrative? Because I know I see a lot of people and, and being a coach myself, just like yourself, you know, you can see where people aren't, you know, you can see the potential in them even when they can't see it. But how can people, what are some things that they can do to potentially turn the corner, start living their dreams and doing what they want to do? Great question. Um, yeah, I will, I will say first of all, spend time with you more than you do right now um, and figure out who you really are because the more you spend time with you, the more you're figuring out what strength, passion, and values you have. Um, the second thing is about ask yourself um, the next, let's say, the next six months or let's say and until end of the year, um, ask yourself, what are you here for? Like, what, what, what are you living for? What, what, what are you here for in this world? Who, like, the, the, I, I'm sure each one that is listening today could reach at least, I speak in faith, 10,000 people with something that you have that nobody else has. And let me tell you that you have, you have unique strengths, passion, and uh, values in you already. And you might have some passion and values and, and strength might be similar to others, but the constellation of those three, that's only in you. And there's some, some people are out there that, that needs you. So ask you a question, hey, what am I here for? And then the, the third step, I will say, um, look, take those three steps or like the, the, the two questions as well, the three, the three main elements of the strength, passion, and values and create a dream. Play around with those words. If you have a dream of, uh, if you have, if you have a passion of being generous or if you have a, a value of um, of growing wealth, then play with those words. What could I do with that? What is something that other people do already or that I can add up or what is something that nobody else has ever done? Could be, it's a big question, but I'm there. And the fourth thing is like, just, just, Keep the track on that and uh, develop 
that the mindset develop that uh, go from a victim to victorious mindset every day choose to to do that and focus on what is in you um the strength passion and value and I think it was Joe Maxwell that once said, like, if you do something every day for one hour, you will be an expert in five years. And uh, that's what I love, like, um, success or whatever you call it, uh, unlimited living out the unlimited potential. It, it's not a one-day process. It's really an everyday decision over a course of a certain time, over a certain time and uh, what I love is to to how much impact it has let me say for example you read one book a month you get when you learn one thing from a book you have 12 things a year that you can change and they uh, add this to your um to your strength passion and value how you can um change something how you can develop that and uh, this, this is the way I have had the best success in my life. I love how you bring up the 12 book thing because in society now in the entrepreneurial world, they're always about read is 50 books, 60 books. An average CEO reads 52 books a year. And it's like, I like the principle what you just shared, small and consistent, right? Read 12 books a year. Take one thing from the book, even if it's just one, you got 12 new things you learned in that year. And, and that's my, been my philosophy because I was a guy who used to read 80 to 120 books. I did it for like three, four years straight. And it was great. I learned a lot of things, right? I knew a lot of knowledge up here, but then there's the application of using that knowledge where it was very limited. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I'm going to go with it with interests me. I'll still read, you know, 15, 20 books a year, maybe, um, but I'm going to, take whatever I read and learn it, study it and implement. It. And then once I've implemented it into my life, then I'll start to the next one and mm. continue going that way. And I like how, again, you talked about consistency a lot. I think that's a huge component. You know, a lot of people think of the big dream, right? Like you look at you, you every day you were, you, you are living proof of that. And that's why I appreciate, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing your story so elegantly and, and going in full detail because your proof that can small things over consistent time, can be a successful thing. You've, you've cheated death six times based on the medical world, right? I always say, if you're going to cheat, cheat death. You know, that's the only, that's the only time I ever recommend cheating. Um, but it's one of the things where you, 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 you had to, you had to make a choice. That's the thing I want to bring up here. And I really want to emphasize and, you know, you know, dive in more to this, but you had to make a choice every single day for your life to see something different, even when the world was not showing that to you. Even when you had, you were looking for the sunny clouds or the sunny, the sunny sky, and you kept seeing the storm come. I mean, you kept experiencing the storm, but yet you kept choosing that that sunny day is going to come one day. Yeah, absolutely. And it has been a, a, a big blessing for me over the last three decades to um every time i like oftentimes i when i'm in a good season then i forget all the good things that happen and i'm really um become again i compare with other people i want more i want more i want more or i become very ungrateful i'm like um yeah all that stuff and uh, so oftentimes there's a correction into i i call it the spirit the spiritual correction of taking 
myself a little bit away to really settle down and to reflect on the good things that happen. And uh, that, that's what I love. Uh, reflection, again, um, as well, is one of the big things that um, I haven't done for many, many years, but it's actually very incredible what it does because uh, you can have 100 experiences but not learning from anything or you can have one experiences, experience and you learn from that and reflect on that and it makes a whole difference. I think that's a, a, a huge nugget of wisdom right there. Um, a lot of times I used to be the type where it was all about the experience, 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 right? And, the, and I, I was always a, a person who was very introspective. I would look within, feel something, understand it. So I took my time with it. But it wasn't until I got a little older where I started to take an experience and say, I'm going to soak into this as much as I possibly can and get as much as I can about it to help me thrive. And I think that that piece of wisdom there is, is so critical for massive expansion. Because especially in the day of society today where we have less extension spans than what we normally do. I mean, we're, our attention span as a human being right now is less than a goldfish. Not that exciting. Um, and so we're always looking for the next thing, the next attraction, the next stimulus, right? Instead of how do we center ourselves and get more centered within and take an experience, learn from it. Um, do you practice reflection? Do you have like, I know you brought it up a little bit. Do you practice reflection on like in a, a certain time basis now? Did you bring it back into your life in a certain way? Uh, right now, I'm a bit in a, in a low mood life <laughs> where I, uh, yeah, just reflecting a lot and learning and, uh, and letting, letting, sometimes you just have to, to let it flow and not to change anything because I think often we are so drawn to being independent that we want to do everything by yourself. But for me, um, it, it has been a huge yeah, learning point that my life as well, other people's life, are depending on something bigger than themselves. And I realized that in my life because um, I've, I should have been sick, like, yeah, dead six times by now. And uh, I've been in coma a few times. And when you are there, you, you can't do anything by yourself. So... <laughs> there has to be something uh, bigger and for me it's just great how um, for me I call it God which, which is a fuller relationship that I have with him and and I, I oftentimes I tell him hey now it's your your turn to do the the things that I cannot do and it gives me so much relief to not I, I believe that he he planted the dream and the unlimited potential into my life or in in anyone's life and if he planted it then i'm not the only one that have to do something and uh, so right now i mean um, i don't know how long that's lost um i'm uh, ex expecting for that <laughs> that uh, somehow it's gonna be um let me tell you that like the, the, the last three decades it has always been like that in the beginning of a new decade I'm now turning about, in one and a half months, I'm turning 32. And the always in the the first two, three years of the new decade of my life, it has always been a quiet time. I don't know, eh? 
But then after that, I was like, uh, my life exploded, doors went open, uh, I had opportunities that I never could imagine uh, or pulling up by myself. And uh, so this is uh, kind of one of my uh, low mood mode season that I'm going through. <laughs> And, and it's okay to have them, right? It's it's there for a purpose. Absolutely. It's there to help you grow, right? <clears throat> and I and I think we have those in seasons, right? I, I don't want to say seasons like you know the Earth shifting seasons, although that that does actually have an influence on us. Um, <clears throat> but I think where there is a process in our life where we need to have those lows to appreciate the highs, and then when you get to the highs, be appreciative of the low that got you there. Great, that makes sense. What, I have to ask this question. Um, what is the the vision for your life when it comes to your health? I mean, you're, I, I, I would assume you have a dream to eventually have kidneys to function for you. I do have many dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I'm not shocked at all that you do. I am not shocked at all. Okay. How, do we have another hold? I figured, I figured you're going to, this is like the whole show off, but you know, what, what is, you know, what is it just when it comes to that, right? Because this is something that you've had now. And again, I just love this because in a sense, uh, just your story and how authentic you are, it, it allows for people to see like, you're going to face struggles. I mean, you had the gift of one kidney didn't work out. Another kidney, what, two and a half years? And then you had another kidney come and it was a 13 year, 13 months or something like that, right? Yeah, and, and, and so all of a sudden, you had three times where it was like, I hope, I hope, I hope, and not. Two things, two questions are going to come out of this. One, um, you have a hope for, you know, another one and, and, and your vision on that. And then two, how did those situations teach you to let go? Or maybe I should switch those questions around. Let me go with the first one. How was those experiences and your health and everything teaching you to let go and trust God more or just trust the universe or trust whatever you want to call it. And then uh, we'll get to the second one after. Yeah. I, you, you said it already. I'm, I'm really trusting God because it's for, I think it's, um, um, let me tell you that I'm, I'm so limited or we all are limited by in, in our own humanity, we are we are so fragile, and we have seen that uh, 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 by the corona, what's happening. I mean, it, it's a virus. You can't even see the virus by your eyes, so it's very small. <laughs> so you know what I mean, like so, and everything turns around. And uh, for me, it's it's just like um, God is is for me. Yeah, he. He, he had it in control. I, I let it go. If I don't know how to do it, I let it go. Um, it, it's like, it's like um, uh, a son father relationship where you are together all the time, um, do crazy things together. Uh, sometimes the father does more, sometimes the son or the daughter does more. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's my, uh, what I do. <laughs> I like it. And I mean, you had to learn. I mean, you were kind of uh, more forced by the hand to trust and just say, well, this is what I can do. I can make the choice, right? You did the work on that part. But then I was like, okay, I leave it up to the rest. Um, and so real quick, I know you have an ebook. You mind sharing what that is and just a little bit about what that's all about? 
Yeah, sure. So the ebook is about all the four steps that I um, that I talked about earlier. Who am I? What am I here for? Create a dream and develop a victorious mindset. And so this this is all about helping you um, getting. I, I call it the first step to unlimit your life. So the interesting thing, the, the word unlimit you doesn't, doesn't actually exist in an English term. So only the unlimited. And I was thinking like, well, if you have something unlimited, then it's already happening or it's already happened. But if you choose to unlimit your life, um, then it's it's already in you, but you have to, you know, you have to take it into action. And uh, I hope those four steps will help you. Um, you can get a hold of it if you want it for free on my uh, website, nathanieltulbrook.com, my personal website, or my business website, unlimitedu.co. Get a hold of it and uh, see how you can use it. And it, I believe it will truly help you to make the first steps. I love that. And it's all about, you know, the unlimited you. It's it, it, the way when you were talking, I'm seeing in my head chains being broken, right? Because I all believe, I, I truly believe we live in a prison in one way or another in the mind to a sense. And we, and, and we always will be in one, but it's just the level of how big or how, how much you want that prison to keep breaking through. Because there's always barriers and obstacles we're going to face. There's always a wall that we're going to hit. But it's how do we say enough? Okay, these are the limits. These are my bars. Okay, how do I break these now so I can go even further? So right before we wrap up here, I'd love to just appreciate you taking the time, but um, can you share just how people can get a hold of you? I know you shared the website and so forth. How about on social media or any other ways people can get connected with you or the best way to connect with you? Yeah, you can find me also on Facebook. I think it's Nathaniel Tilbrook. Uh, yeah, that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, it's got so many names. And um, LinkedIn as well, Nathaniel Tudbrook. Yeah, that or on on each part like Facebook and LinkedIn as well. My personal website. It's awesome. my first and last name. Awesome, and I'll have that all in the show notes for the listeners. But uh, Nathaniel, this was uh, um, an honor to have you on. What a story! Um, you you have a very powerful story, and I. I, I firmly believe I wrote a book on this and talk about a walk in the dark. And it's one of the things where, um, you know, going through these hardships that you went through in life um, and it wasn't by choice. I mean, you one years old, you started this. This is a journey that you were smacked right on and had to go with it um, is powerful. That story alone can transform so many. And you've already inspired me with your story and how you just kept moving forward no matter what. And you had a dream and you're like, I'm just going to keep going. And you let, you had to let go. You had to trust the process. I know there was fear. There was worry. You had the extreme version of what many humans go through. And, mm -hmm. it, and, and, and you have such a powerful story to share. Uh, I look forward to continue to see your massive success in helping individuals light up their life to understand the power of who they are so they can live their dream so that all of the players in this game called life can truly help transform this life to higher consciousness, higher light, and so much more. Great. Thank you so much for having me. And let me one, say one more thing. Keep going and never ever give up because it's so worth it. So worth it. It's so true. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. 
I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.